We are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am one of your co-hosts, Blake Rafino. Alongside me is the man I hope who's not placed bets this week, Joe. <laughs> yeah, man. If you're if you're placing any of these bets this week, ooh, you might be in hot hot water, and you better hope nothing gets traced back to you because we have a lot going on today. What this else? is not what I expected going on in in May. What else is there to do in Iowa? Let me tell you what there is to do. A lot of corn. There's a lot of corn. I don't know what you do with that, but there's a lot of corn. I feel like people in Iowa, all they do is like go to bonfires with their pickup trucks and sit on the tailgate and drink beer with big booty women. Sounds like a glorious time, to be honest with you. Now, what I've heard, and I've met a few people from Iowa, and they all seem to do the same thing, which is apparently run around Walmart. Like, that's actually, if you ask someone from, from Iowa, what do you do for fun? They just go to Walmart and they hang out. You're joking. No, I'm not even joking. I've met multiple people who have told me that from Iowa. That's not real. They were pulling I, your chains. Not too. I, well, it was when I was in high school and I was going to like recruiting camps and stuff. And then you show up and there's other kids from other states and you talk to one kid from Iowa and then you're like, is this true? And they all said the same thing. That's the lamest thing I've ever heard. It's that in sports betting now, apparently. Apparently. Well, they're not the only ones because Alabama – their coach Brad Bohannon was fired. I Joe, I got to be honest. When Brad Bohannon got fired, I thought it was an isolated incident because his starter got scratched before the LSU game. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, he texted a buddy. Uh, massive amounts of bets were being placed in Iowa or Ohio of all places. It got flagged, and I was like, okay, well. And what's unfortunate is because some people believe that he was just texting a buddy like, and that he was like in a group chat and he just said something to the effect like, yeah, man, I got freaking pulled my Sunday guy. I mean, my Friday guy against the number one team in the country. And then these people just start placing massive amounts of bets. Mm -hmm. Um, But we'll see as that goes on. And we'll talk about the sports betting. Is there a bigger investigation going on? That's where I'm starting to lean here. Uh, Okay. Not only that, but Peyton Thorne, the new Auburn quarterback from Michigan State, has made his decision to transfer to the War Eagle Tigers. Not a bad quarterback, not a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that Peyton Thorne had a lot of people um, – what's the word I'm looking for here? What's a good vocabulary word? Uh, dis- Riled up? No, dismiss him because of how bad Michigan State was last year, and he had to cover a lot of sins, and they blamed him for it. But as I always tell you, when you can tell when a quarterback's progressing uh, progressing by one stat and one stat alone, and it's so similar to what how I thought he progressed Mm -hmm. from one year to the other. And look, when you don't have Kenneth Walker, that also sucks. So him going to Auburn, man, we'll see. Very interesting. Yeah, and I think that that move is going to be really beneficial for for both sides. And I know that after the break, we'll probably dive into it a little bit deeper. But I said this, and I, I even clipped it, that I, it feels as though Thorne was going to end up at one of the SEC schools that was in the market for a quarterback. I still look, I still look at the fact that Blake that Florida didn't make a run in him is is really odd, or didn't make a a, a successful run at getting him is very disappointing because right now their current guys in the roster aren't going to get it done. And I actually would have thought that Auburn would maybe be a little bit more excited about rolling with Robbie Ashford, but I guess they're not, they're not very confident in what he can bring to the table. 
Well, if you ask people around Auburn, they think he's still going to play. So, right, I, Joe, I, I I don't know, but I don't think – listen, we'll talk about this when we come out of the break, and, and we probably just should do that. So, you know what? Let's just pause right there. Pause! Let's do this. Let's talk about our good friends over at Pedal Line because we do got a lot to get into. And if we have some time, we'll talk about Chris Kleiman, the cheater that was once at North Dakota State. Um, who's wait, wait what? <laughs> what do you mean the cheater? What did he get? Oh, trouble? he's a cheater. Hello? What do you mean he's a cheater? What do you mean he's a cheater? Um, how else do you win four national titles in a row? Oh, stop it. Are you are you accusing North Dakota State of cheating, or is there actual uh, Did you play in the FCS? I did play in the FCS. Then you know the rumors. They're cheaters. This is the first I've heard of this. Well, Wait, in what way? Like, they're, they're paying kids? No, what is there? What is in North Dakota? There's nothing, but they don't have the money to pay kids. How are they getting kids from L.A. to go to North Dakota? I, what budget do they have? They don't have a, a, a rich alumni base that they can afford to. They just bunch of kids go there, get get well coached, they go to the NFL. I don't believe you. All right. Anyway, he got an extension at Kansas State. Big Twelve yeah. champion coach, I might add. So maybe he's cheating at Kansas State too. Who knows? All right. <laughs> well, let's talk about our good friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.ag. Use your mobile devices to sign up. As we're speaking about betting, mm-hmm. do it the right and legal way. By using our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Guys, we're back very quickly. So do us a favor while we're out. Hit the like and share. Share to all those Facebook groups. Share to all of your social media pages. Coming so close to 700 subscribers on our new YouTube channel. Subscribe, notification bell, all that good stuff. If you're listening to us, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. We're back very quickly. we got Betting, Climbing, and Peyton Thorne heading to Auburn. Let's not be Rudy Poos. Let's head on out to the Plains first. We do when we return. <laughs> I don't know. What? Are you not rolling the ad? I guess it's frozen. Benelon is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. We're back. Joe, before we get started, I got to tell you something that I saw today that I thought was absolutely Rudy Poo. You ready? Uh-oh. Is this Texas related? It is Texas related. Um, So on three... Mm-hmm. posted their top 10 NFL drafty quarterbacks. And guess I who was saw. number guess who was in the top five? Wait, wait, we need to properly address and properly deliver blame here. That was PFF's list that they pulled and then turned into their own graphic, which is already in a very roundabout way. 
But this is like I don't go to PFF for my oh. my draft analysis. Of course they put Quinn Ewers at five. Of course they did. They're just going off of uh, uh, recruiting rankings. That's that's where all of these initial lists come from. Is they go off of the kids that were top recruits that are playing enough at their schools, and there's an assumption that they're going to turn into being uh, a top prospect. This is why Zion Nelson, who's an offensive tackle at Miami, is constantly brought up. He's not very good. He's not a good football player. He's not going to be a first-round pick next year. But, yes, I did see that. That is atrocious that they put him that high. Well, a guy that could move up some draft boards if Hugh Freeze is able to do what he's known to be able to do mm-hmm. uh, is a guy in Peyton Thorne. So Peyton Thorne was at Michigan State. A lot of people thought Casey Thompson would be the guy because of his mobility would be the new guy in the Plains. But it is Peyton Thorne. I will be a little honest. I did not think that he was the type of quarterback that Hugh Freeze liked, Joe. But when I went and watched Peyton Thorne this weekend, some highlights, the dude is actually not pretty athletic, okay? Look, statistically, from a passing yardage and touchdown uh, perspective, he did take a step back. But here's what's interesting. He got better in decision-making which I love. He only threw two less passes from 2021 to 2022. He went from a 60.5% completion percentage guy to a 62.5% completion percentage guy. I know with that, you got to add in, well, Blake, he's going to play in arguably the toughest division in, in college football in the SEC West. I just don't think he's that bad of a quarterback. He scrambles. He had four touchdowns, five total touchdowns the last two years running the football. I just don't think he's as bad as some people make him out to be. I did find it a bit interesting. What I didn't find a bit, what I just knew was going to happen, though, they'd been searching for a quarterback. What's crazy is, Joe, Alabama, both Alabama SEC teams going out there to get transfer quarterbacks which is probably the most surprising thing to me because those teams historically do well in getting quarterbacks to be a, be a part of their team. Right. So there's a couple layers to this that you just brought up. What the one, the first one, I, I completely agree with you. You would think that with the current guys on the roster with Robbie Ashford and then TJ Finley, who's now departing well, from TJ, the program. Okay. My bad. I or, thought wait, you were he's supposed to be leaving, my, right. He's yeah. in the portal. Yeah. He's in the portal. So with, with those guys on the roster who are athletic guys with good improvisational skills, knowing what Malik Willis did, knowing what Chad Kelly did, I would have thought that that was going to be the type of guy. And having those guys on the roster, the competition would have come down to one of those two, and then they would win the job. I, I do agree that Peyton Thorne is a much better athlete than we give him credit for, but I still agree with you on that initial point of he does not feel like a Hugh Freeze quarterback at all. He just he doesn't. And maybe this is a good thing. Maybe it's a different style of quarterback than we're used to seeing, and it will lead to a a different offensive approach. I do find it interesting some of the things you do see on Twitter right now, Blake, are people saying that Peyton Thorne probably is going to win the job, but Ashford is going to still be worked into the offense in some measure. So I I find this very exciting to see what happens with this, this offense for Auburn because there is some capabilities for them to produce. They've got some athletes on that team. It's just a matter of how much of a step forward did they take from last year, which was a a pretty big dumpster fire. 
I agree with you that it is interesting, but Hugh Freeze has said that he's going to take a step back from play calling and be he's going to be a very big integral piece in the offensive play calling, but mm-hmm. he's not going to be the person calling the plays. I just think that that makes them better because if you have a head coach, that, you, look, it, it happens all the time. Great coordinators, guys that can call plays. Look, it's what I'm calling for Lincoln Riley to do. Right, take that step back. Hire somebody. Oh, you got somebody on staff, but nobody really likes him. Take the step back. What I will say, though, what I will say, it's interesting to me the philosophies that these coaches are taking along the SEC. You have Alabama and LSU who have gone into the portal within the last two years and got quarterbacks that are more known for their legs. Now you see Jane Daniels progressing. Let's see how what works out there. You have guys uh, like Kirby. Now, this guy didn't play, but Jamie Newman, if you remember when Jamie Newman during COVID went to Georgia, yeah. it was originally going to be deal. the starter. What's interesting to me is the philosophies of all these coaches somewhat trying to get back to a I don't want to say a a more simplified offensive scheme because I don't think that they're doing that, and I don't think Hugh Freeze does that. But what does Peyton Thorne do that is so dynamic? Now, this could be just the fourth or fifth quarterback down their list and what they were left with. Okay, T.J. Finley hits the portal. We'll see. Maybe Robbie Ashford does wind up being the starter there and getting some big of a play time because – Hugh likes quarterbacks that can use their legs. The one thing of me with me about Peyton Thorne, though, if he can if he can turn da- or get down some of those turnovers, and it's going to be interesting because I don't think that that's a big predicate because he's going from the Big Ten to the SEC. I think it's going to get worse mm-hmm. on him. But I do wonder if Hugh's philosophy, the second go around in this in the SEC West, that his philosophy hasn't changed in saying. Look, man, we got to throw the football a little bit. Now, I will admit this. Out Chad Kelly, yes, could run. Bo Wallace could run. But they also really threw the ball at times significantly well. And I think you, when they beat Bama back-to-back years, it was not from running the football. It was lighting them up through the air. I think that that's something that Hugh has is always kept in the back of his mind. At Liberty, he had Malik Willis, but I don't mean this in a wrong way. Who else was he going to get to go there, right? It's not like right. Liberty was a hotbed uh, for p- quarterbacks to go. I do just say this. I think it's a good addition for them to get to a place where they're 6-6, six and 7-5, six, and five, maybe even 8-4. and four. But Peyton Thorne is not coming in there and going to win the West for you. It's just not going to happen. The only guy that I think, and it's a hot take, that could go into Auburn and win it for them would be Robbie Ashford. Here's why you got it. He's going to have to use his legs, right? I just don't know if I see Peyton Thorne sitting in the pocket, lighting up Alabama, LSU, A&M, Arkansas in consecutive weeks to where he's doing enough to win the West where Ashford can make athletic play. Look, we saw Bo Nix do it, right? We, we've seen Bo Nix right. beat Bama, beat LSU, beat some very athletic teams. But he's going to start in good form. He's not a bad quarterback. He's not great. He's not a great quarterback either. So I know that's long winded, but I just don't know where to put my thumb on with this Peyton Thorn thing. 
my only thing where I push back on with Robbie Ashford is that if he was such a dangerous athlete, he's a good athlete. He's a better athlete than, than Peyton Thorne is. But if he was so dangerous to where having him run would give him more of a chance to win than if Peyton Thorne was back there. Why did they go I, get I feel Thorne? Like we were, well, one, why did they go get Thorne? And then two, why didn't we see more of that last year? I thought that, that well, I thought Ashford that was did, promising. Joe. You didn't think that Not he enough. showed some flashes of it? I, I thought he showed good athleticism, but I don't know if I saw enough of, uh, oh, this guy can win a football game with his legs and through scrambling. I, I, I just I thought that overall Ashford was really inconsistent. And I think that that's ultimately why they're going and getting Peyton Thorne is that they want – and I know that you mentioned the turnovers, the completion percentage. It was on a much – a very bad Michigan State team last year. He is still a little bit more consistent, I want to say. He's a little bit more level-headed. I think that it's going to be a little bit more of a consistent pacing on offense that. in a rhythm. That's why they went and got him. But I, I got to bring back up here before we end up moving on to the, the betting scandal stuff. I, I just find it really it, – it's intriguing to see that we have a lot of the top transfer quarterbacks and a lot of these teams copycat in way. Well, going outside of the SEC to bring in other quarterbacks. So Tyler Buckner was brought in from Notre Dame. And then I think back to last year with Jane Daniels coming to LSU. And then on top of that, Florida goes to Wisconsin to get Graham Mertz, who is not very good, but they're going to these other conferences. And a lot of them are guys from the Midwest, ironically, that is where they're going to get these quarterbacks from. So that transition, this wave of going and getting guys from outside the conference, I don't know if that's because teams are effectively keeping guys from transferring within the conference but I do find that um, an interesting facet to this this new wave of quarterback in the SEC. Well, the SEC, you can't now go into the portal and go to an SEC school. That window has closed, okay? Yes. But I don't know who would leave. I, I mean, outside of Vandegrift at Georgia, I don't know who else who would have left an SEC school to go to another SEC school in mm. the conference. Now, could it have happened? Yes. But I just I don't I don't know what quarterback would have done that. I'm going to tell you something you're not going to like. Okay? okay. I this is my opinion. My opinion is that some of these quarterbacks are seeing the athletes that the, the SEC is producing and going there. I don't mean this in a wrong way. Tyler Buckner has more weapons at Alabama on the second team then I think that he had weapons at Notre Dame, period. Okay, that was a little – that's a step of slight okay. too far, but I disagree that he doesn't have, he does have better weapons. Well, than you say that. They're backups from a season ago, and the guys that are going to be rotational pieces, two of them are five stars, and right. one of them is going to probably be an all-SEC performer. All right, that's a good point. So I will concede that. Okay. I'll concede that. All right. Peyton Thorne might see the same thing. Now, here's a caveat and flip side to that. Yeah. So, more DBs from the Big Ten are getting drafted than the SEC. And high nuts. draft pick, which is, which is nuts. It's not my take. It's literally what has happened. There's a transition going on that we're not talking about here. Better, more quarterbacks was, more SEC quarterbacks were drafted in this draft class than ever before. Ever. Okay. You look in the first 40 picks, you got uh, uh, Bryce Young, Will Levis, uh, what's your boy's name? Um, Anthony Richardson. Oh. Well, Anthony, I'm just talking about SEC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
And that's where majority of the quarterbacks have have come from. And I think that that's been a little bit of a trend. You had Burrow. And look, I, Stetson got – which, by the way, I'm not going to let you live that down. Stetson did get drafted in the fourth round, even though you told me he wasn't going to do it. Okay, okay. But even, okay. even so, Joe, Hendon Hooker got drafted. Yeah. So think about this. There's a very strong potential that every SEC quarterback – that started in 2022 is going to get drafted, okay? Maybe outside mm. of Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, I don't think so – you had Stetson. I think K.J. Jefferson gets drafted. I think eventually Wigman gets drafted. I think Will Rogers probably gets drafted too. What Rogers probably gets drafted too. So name a time where you've had a year in a conference that every starting quarterback in the conference besides one got drafted. I couldn't. You couldn't yeah. do it. So I think that you're right that there's a little bit of a change and where Peyton Thorne sees, you mean Hugh Freeze in the SEC? All these court Anthony Richardson just got drafted fourth overall? That's something that I think I'm going to continue to pay attention to. Uh -huh. Now, that's a, just a deep thought that we haven't really gotten into. I guess I know I make a lot of that, but do you agree or disagree with that? No, I agree, and I think one layer that – you didn't bring up with this whole argument too with all those guys gone. I think guys on the outside see there's not as much competition this upcoming year in the conference. There's, there's only a couple schools that have returning. I'm not saying that the overall competition, I'm just saying there's not that many returning quarterback starters in the sec. So if you're a guy with experience in another conference, yeah, there's only two. Had, there's only right. two Joe, LSU and Vanderbilt are the only two that return quarter, starting quarterbacks. You are effectively coming from another conference are going to have – yes, and Mississippi State. You're going to have more experience. And a &M. I'm such an idiot. I guess I count A&M because he, but, he did – But a &M just but, went in the portal and got the kid from Fresno. Oh, that kid – but that kid's never played. <laughs> that kid's never played okay. that they got. Um, I thought the same thing, and I, I, I was – chatting back and forth with somebody and they they indicated that that kid is in South Carolina all right I'm an idiot I'm an idiot <laughs> but my point is is I think that these outsiders look at the, uh, the the big programs lost all of their big guys they're gone they went to the NFL there is less incumbent starter competition for them to step in and deal with and I would argue that's probably one of the hardest things to do as an experienced quarterback is to face off with another experienced quarterback Going up against good defense is tough, but trying to outduel somebody, as we saw between Hendon Hooker and Bryce Young, as we saw between Jaden Daniels and Bryce Young, it's difficult. But this upcoming year, man, it, it opens a window for for guys like Peyton Thorne to to do some damage because there might be a little bit less competition for him at some of these programs. I'm going to disagree on the the competition until okay. and, <clears throat> until he, here somebody's going to have to show me that the SEC doesn't have elite, elite dudes. I'm not I, saying I mean, that we don't have elite dudes. I'm just saying that with all of the, we named, I think what, six guys that are in the NFL now that were starters at SEC schools. That's and, and there's nobody that's like a, a Bryce young right now that we're like, Oh my God, this guy is going to win the Heisman. This guy is elite. There is a debate on who that top returning quarterback is. There's an argument that can be made for a lot of them. So I think, again, my whole point here is an outsider can come in and provide that competition and maybe beat out some of these guys that have been around or haven't been around. 
this is such a bad look for Mel Tucker, too. I just need it. Uh, yeah. You know who Peyton Thorne reminds me of? Here's a name for you. Jared Stidham. I like that. Jared Stidham was a very underrated athlete as well. I like that. I like yeah, that I, and he Auburn transfer. Look, big picture. I said this earlier. I'll, I'll end it my my part on this. There hasn't really been a big-name transfer portal guy that's gone somewhere and sat. The only one that I can really remember, especially in the SEC, was Joe Milton. But Joe Milton started and then got beat out by Hendon Hooker, and then a lot right. of people were like, oh, Joe Milton. So we'll, we'll, we'll see on that. All right, let's do this. Let's transition to this betting stuff. Joe, listen. In case anybody missed it, we're going to talk some baseball. We have not talked college baseball on the show. Why we don't, I don't know. Mainly because you're a Rudy Pooh. I love college baseball. (laughs) It's true. It is true. All right. So in case you missed it, this past week, Brad Bohannon, the head coach of Alabama, got fired Mm -hmm. for allegedly bets that went down. Apparently he told a buddy – Something to the effect he had to scratch his, his Friday night starter against number one LSU. Guy places a couple bets. It gets flagged. And all of a sudden, Brad Bohannon gets fired. Well, now, Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated has come out. And sit, and he, he this wasn't from him, but he quote tweeted it and gave some more sourcing to it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just read about what. He said on the matter. So Iowa and Iowa State, relative. So Iowa has 26 current athletes from football, baseball, men's basketball, wrestling, and men's track, and one full-time employee that have been now placed under investigation for betting while a part of a sports team, or you know, however you want to label that. Mm-hmm. Well, then you got 15 athletes at Iowa State that also have been hit. One college athletics official told Ross Dellinger today, this is just a start. This isn't going to end within the University of Iowa or Iowa State. Let me throw this out there, okay? I told you this before the show. This smells to me so bad. Why now? The Brad Bohannon thing, I understand because you flagged it, and that's what the process is for. Look, I I give a round of applause. (laughs) Round of applause. Something went down. The NCAA acted, or Alabama and, you know, Ohio acted fast. They Mm -hmm. got it done. Greg Sankey got it done. Congratulations. Looked fantastic. But why now is this going on in Iowa? And then why is it now an official telling Ross Dellinger that more are about to get popped? Joe, there's an investigation going on. There's an investigation going on. And I'm going to tell you something. Mm -hmm. I thought about this on the ride home today. You know who doesn't get paid by sports gambling? Like the NFL and the NBA and all these other people. You know who doesn't get hit with it or get any money from it? The NCAA. So it's interesting that all of a sudden these teams are getting popped. Also, what I thought was interesting, if you don't remember, about two months ago, so there were teams like Ohio State, LSU, I think maybe Alabama, I I don't remember the teams, who, like Caesars, 
became the official sports book of these college programs. NCAA told them they had to take it down. They can't sponsor. Now, all of a sudden, we have an investigation. It smells to high heaven. It mm. smells to high heaven. And here's my grandma would say, pick up them dirty socks, she'd tell me. Smells like a pigsty. And this smells like a pigsty to me. One thing I want to, before we go through the deeper level of this, one thing I will say, and I, I was reading one of the articles that brought up a really good point. As much as this is concerning that these are coming to light, it actually is a very positive example of why it needs to be nationally legalized. Because with the more infrastructure in place to monitor this stuff, it allows for there to be accountability in place to prevent it from actually negatively impacting the outcomes of these games. There's no point shaving. There is no third-party involvement by people that aren't sportsbook manipulating the results of games. So that we have had – I actually you just applauded Alabama. I applaud all those people for how quickly they turned that around, and they didn't mess around. It was in and out. It was done. You made the mistake, and they handled it. This is more proof that we need to nationally legalize it. And I don't think anyone disagrees really with that. This is a perfect example that it worked. Well, look, the NFL just suspended, you know, popped the lions for it. Okay. And now all of a sudden, here comes the NCAA doing the same thing. Ironic, huh? Ironic. It's they're able to monitor now. They're able to have. Well, I'm just monitoring saying, they're so desperate to be like the NFL. Now they're Man. doing it too. Here's my here's here's the here's the question that I also have about this, Joe. Yeah. What are they betting on? Well, I know what they're betting on. They're they're betting on NBA games, NFL games. Most of them don't bet on okay, their own so games. Okay, so they're not betting on their own games. No. And so this is what I was telling you earlier, Blake. Is that and I know you know I know everyone likes to comment on the show and be like, "Oh, what the hell does Joe know? He's he's 24 years old." But, but I'm <laughs> I'm close enough in age with the current guys that are playing. And I still am very close with guys that are still playing to know that sports gambling is something that happens quite often for college athletes. It is something that is rampant across the country. And now that there's monitoring for it, a lot of guys are going to probably get caught over the next couple of weeks. There were guys that I played with that did it. There are guys I know at other schools that were playing at other bigger division one programs. than the one I played at that, I know they were doing it. None of them bet on their own games, but they do absolutely bet on, other college football games, their NFL games, college basketball, you name it. I just have a problem with Joe personally. If a kid at Iowa is betting Lakers Warriors, yeah. what is that hurting anybody? It doesn't. It violates the code of conduct that's placed well, by what, compliance. Well, there was a code of conduct in the 1960s that we outlawed. Exactly. Okay. I mean, like, and that's not that long ago. All right. right. I, I, I'm with you. Don't bet on your own games. Okay. Like, I'm with you. Don't even bet in the same sport. If you're in college athletics, can't bet college. What's the difference? See, and this is the problem that I have with Jamison Williams. I know we're not an NFL show, yeah. but, and we're talking about this sports gambling thing. What does Jamison Williams having him bet? Uh, was it three hundred dollars that Alabama was beating LSU, and took the and, and and laid the points? What does that affect the G Detroit Lions at all? Nothing. Like, what? Not at so, all. So I just don't. I, I guess I just don't understand. Like code of conduct for what? Now, if you do allow them to, if you do loosen it, I can see where things could go rampant. 
Okay, like I get that. But the safeguards are working, though. Like you, you're catching this. Like the right. safeguards that you had in place are working. So it, it's the same. I would even compare it to how the NCAA and the NFL both loosened up on restrictions for smoking marijuana. And like the argument is, well, you know, if you're playing a professional sport or as a college athlete, you should be able to control yourself and, and not do it for X amount of time. But we've seen that they've loosened the grip and there's been no negative impact. There's been no negative repercussions. I, that's where I stand on this is that is this investigation going to reveal that these kids were betting on games that were not even related to the sports they're playing in? And that's well, they, ridiculous. They did, Williams. they did it with Jamison Williams or Williamson. Williams? Jamison Williams. I, I mean, he bet on LSU Alabama and told him about it and told him that he lost. It was because – he, he was in the Lions facility, which is stupid. But and I guess now the parallel of this is the Iowa students were doing it on a campus of a public institution. And that's probably what their argument's going to be is that it doesn't matter what you were betting on. You were doing it on university Wi-Fi on university property, which I don't know how that makes it any worse or better. See, now I have an issue. Okay. It, so look. We'll find out what these kids are getting hit for. And if they bet on their own sport, all right, throw the book at them. Okay. But everybody in America can bet on stuff. If it, if it's legal in your state, you can, you can bet on it. Okay. Right. Why don't they have the same opportunity if they're of legal age? You know, those they're just parts of this. That I just don't get, but I am telling you to get back to my original point. Mm-hmm. It reeks, Joe, something smelly to me about all of this. Brad Bohannon, I do agree with you, probably kick something off, but why now? Why would Iowa self report this? Right. I don't think that they did. I don't think that they did. I think that there's an investigation going on. Okay. I think there's an investigation going on, and other teams are going to get hit. Now, who are those teams? I don't know, but I will tell you, if I'm any head coach in any sport in the country, I am calling a team meeting right now. I am not waiting. I am not hesitating. I am calling a team meeting right now. Joe, text your brother. Brett, lay $20. Brett's my brother. I text Brett, lay $20 on UCLA for your boy. You know, like, why not? He's not going to rat me out. Now, I don't know if your brother would rat you out, but you get what I'm saying. So right. there's just so many levels to this, and it goes to show how the NCAA wasn't ready. Now, the institutions were ready, meaning the gaming commissions and things like that, but clearly these universities weren't ready. The NCAA has a really good chance here, Joe, a really good chance to finally make things right. Can they finally make a swift and correct determination and get some uh, regulation back into what the NCAA needs to be in a regulating body, right? Mm -hmm. They have a big chance here, but I'm going to tell you, they're going to screw it up. They're going to screw it up like they screw everything else up. What do you think would constitute them handling it properly? Like, what what do you think, in your opinion, they would need to do that would – be the right I, outcome. I, I haven't thought about like right penalties. Okay. Like, uh-huh. but like, for example, let me just throw this out there. Okay. And, and, and show in the chat, 
Okay. <laughs> Kim Elam said, my sister would rat me out, but she's a judge. <laughs> so uh, everybody in the chat, tell me if you agree with me. Thumbs up, thumbs down. All right. So mm-hmm. thumbs up, thumbs down. Joe, if a player or coach bet on an NBA game, give them a game suspension. Give them a game suspension. Are you talking – I don't know if – Give them a game suspension. I, I mean, it, Joe, what, yeah. are talking, what are we talking about here? You're going to take an entire season from somebody? Well, I, I'm just saying that I – and it's not going to happen – I think that the suspensions should only be if they're betting on college games. And but they're, they're probably not gonna, but they're not gonna do that. I agree with a game, maximum three. That's what I see for anyone who is partaking. Three is just too harsh though, man. You're a month into the season. But the problem is, is it's probably gonna be more than three. It's probably gonna be more than three for some of these kids. It's probably gonna be for how many games they just did to the to the guys. Oh, in the man. NFL. Well, if that's true, then Kirk Ferentz is in trouble. There are going to be – I'd be willing to bet, considering the NCAA has notoriously been the opposite of anything than the NFL in terms of how aggressive their penalties have been. Now, not recently, but with the way that they've handed down some massive penalties on other scandals, we, we might have kids out for a whole year. I, I wouldn't be shocked, okay. and I, I don't think that's the right level of penalty. Well, the last big investigation, the NCAA, the, the big one, okay, Jeremy Pruitt just met with the board the other day, okay? We have no determination what's going to go on with Jeremy Pruitt. And the NCAA completely botched the basketball situation that was investigated by the FBI. They they messed up Memphis. They messed up – I mean, Kansas, they didn't really mess up because Kansas won a national title and nothing's happened to them. Arizona right. Arizona fired their coach. Well, now he's at another school and making it to an Elite Eight. LSU had to fire Will Wade. Name the school, and they botched that. I have no faith in them. Three games to me is ex- completely excessive. Suspend them for a game. Pop somebody on the wrist and let them know. Like, hey, this is the guideline of what we're going to say. Because, Joe, I don't. Here's the problem with the NFL that the NCAA has that the NFL doesn't. You ready? Yeah. You know what the penalty is in the NFL. Right. If you get caught gambling, you're suspended for a year. They don't have swift guidelines. It's like they have rules with nothing. Like if you ever read a law book, which, you know, my background, the penalty or the crime at the end comes with how long you serve that penalty. Mm. The NCAA doesn't do that. And I think that they should. Hey, you get caught gambling, you serve a year suspension no matter what, or whatever the regulatory rules are. Because then, when they start naming the players, at least we know how long they're out. Now, one thing I'm getting, one thing that's like popping up in my head that I want to quickly check. I don't remember what the length was, but I believe it was a full season. A couple of years ago, there were a couple of Richmond baseball players that were playing fantasy football. They were doing fantasy football. I remember this. And By they the got way, suspended. Matt Trent is going to come on our show next. He played baseball at Richmond. I'll ask uh, him. I, You do need to ask him about that because that, if that's the level of severity they treated fantasy football, it's got to be more, if not equal, to, to a full season's worth of suspensions fantasy football because it's technically a form of gambling and i i remember i remember getting the really? whole lecture really? 
Yeah, wait, here, I pulled it up. Um, that might be the most bogus BS I've ever heard. It doesn't say the length of how long they were suspended for, but it does say that they were suspended for for paying a, a, a fee to join a fantasy football league. And if they're going to suspend guys, that was five years ago. If they're going to suspend guys for that reasoning, they're going to do. They're going to be so much harsher in this circumstance, especially well, with your point. changed a lot in five years, though. But and if I they, know it wasn't a thing five years ago. So one of the other things here where that you brought up how they've mishandled this and to your point, they can do a lot of correcting by handling this a certain way. I feel as though this now coming up as it is with them losing control with NIL and all of that, this certainly can be another effort for them to regain control. I by agree. being o- overly aggressive. It absolutely can. But see, here's the thing: are they are they missing the boat on NIL though? What do you mean by missing the boat? What's the NCAA supposed to do? They got sued and lost. Well, I, that's the point: is that they got sued, they lost, and then they just put their hands in the air and they said, "You guys well, just do else? whatever the hell I you mean, want." No, I'm not trying to get political here. Capitalism, right? Right. And my whole t- my I'm just trying to say that in that circumstance. Instead of trying to at least push back some bit, they've just said, go do whatever the hell you want and let everything run rampant. They didn't try to make any efforts to fix it. Let me tell you what they're going to do. Okay. Let me tell you what they're going to do. You ready? I guarantee you this is going to happen. States across the country are going to make legislation that if you're a part of any university, Mm -hmm. that you can't do it. That would make a lot of sense. I wonder how quickly something like that gets passed. If that's what the well, intention is. I, well, let me tell you this. From a, the state that I live in, mm-hmm. it ain't getting passed soon. Now, they can call a special special session and get it passed. But you know what? You want to get it done quickly. But, Joe, here's the crazy thing. Now, I haven't mentioned this. Like the Brad Bohannon thing, okay, yeah. in Alabama. That man could technically go to federal prison. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So this isn't this isn't a joke. Right. Okay. He was he committed allegedly a federal crime. So I don't mean this in a wrong way. Depending on how all of this transpires, we could have a massive mess on our hands. Now, I will. I'm going to bring up a question that I didn't prepare you for because I want your exact reaction. Okay. Do we need to talk about Alabama and a lack of institutional control? Didn't didn't when we tried to do this with Georgia, you said that we we couldn't bring this up with yeah, Alabama, or am it, I misremembering? But that's but that's different though. A lack of institutional. Now clip this. Okay, put it on YouTube. The lack of institutional control at Georgia. Name what ha- name what has happened. All right, so players have been arrested for football. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have anything going on with staff members? I mean, like, Kirby didn't get fired for illegally betting. Right. Their athletic assist, assistant athletic director didn't get put in jail for yes. beating up on his wife. Okay? They didn't cover up a player, regardless if I think he's innocent or guilty, doesn't matter dropping off a bag that had a gun in it that led to the death of a human being. 
I actually will go as far as to say that there clearly is a lack of control. There clearly is. I mean, the, every major sport, they've had a scandal. Or, and again, the, I know that the, the big, Alabama basketball uh, one is alleged. Three, of yes. the big three, football, basketball, baseball. Now, football, I mean. <clears throat> I don't I mean, know if I call that one a scandal, but it's still a, it's not a good look having a, an incoming freshman be arrested for possession and, and intent to distribute like that's not a that's a that's a horrible look and again with the timing of all this it's just part of me thinks that a lot of this is starting to catch up to Alabama you know a lot of stuff that passed a while ago that no one really paid attention to is catching up to them well more than Tony Mitchell getting arrested for bunches of weed and speeding Mm -hmm. going 140 miles an hour or 120 miles an hour whatever he was going 140 miles an hour is ridiculous, by the way, if yes. it, if that's actually true. But I can even throw in there Saban calling out other coaches. Like, oh, yes. You know, yes. like, I remember, Joe, it was about a year ago that Nick Saban came out here and said, Dion's doing it, Jimbo's doing it, Cristobal's doing it, Kelly's doing it, this dude's doing it, that dude's doing it, Auburn's doing it. That's look, listen now. Mm. I ain't trying to be there seems to look a lot of people ragged on LSU for a lack of institutional control. They investigated LSU over much far less, far less than what Alabama's getting inv- not being investigated for right now. You literally, literally, Nate Oates, the mm. basketball coach, came out and said, wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> look i mean it's all gotten to a point where it's at a ridiculous level i i completely agree with you and i i know that i don't really agree with you often blake but for us to not sit here and have this conversation and i think some people have been bringing it up on twitter but for them being as big of a national sports entity as they are in a year where past couple of years they've been historically good in all of these major sports it's problematic that all of these things are getting by and who do you hold accountable, though? Like that, I'm legitimately asking. That's not a rhetorical question. Like, who do you hold accountable for all of this going on? Well, I, I can only tell you what I've seen in team in teams past. I mean, there's teams that have had postseason bans. Okay, I, I mean, buddy, I, I don't mean this in a wrong way, but I, I'm old enough to remember when Ohio State and players were selling trophies to get tattoos. They gave Ohio State a postseason ban. Okay, they get they literally punched Ohio State in the mouth again for far less. Joe, we have seen, we have yep. seen. For example, I, I, this always just comes to my mind when we talk about stuff like this. Zion Williamson's former agent in federal court provided documents that they were paying for his mom and dad to live in a million-dollar house, paying $8,000 a month for them to live there, and nothing happens. But yet other teams get hit with other things. For what? And and you're not going to do anything to Alabama? Now, I don't personally, 
invest me and calling for them to be investigated and them getting hit with lack of institutional control. Mm-hmm. It's a bit much. Okay. But Urban Meyer technically got pushed out of Ohio State because he let a coach beat up on his wife. And first off, what should have happened is Zach Smith, that coach, should have had his teeth kicked in for hitting a woman. Mm. You don't put your hands on a woman, dog. Come on. Right. The one thing, though, that just comes into the fold here, where, like, have we ever seen a athletic program from front to back deal with this before it's always been one one sport in particular it's never been three major sports dealing with different major complications and it's just how do you hold someone the one that got hit the one that's most recent is lsu orgeron having allegedly having women Mm -hmm. all at practice uh, him laying in a bed with a woman that, I mean, he was divorced, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, they had the Title IX investigation. They got sued for $150 million, which, by the way, got thrown out because the woman's an outright looney tune. Um, Will Wade. So, if, I mean, to that point, if they're willing to hold all those Joe LSU accountable, they should, well, I was going to say they should be holding Alabama far more accountable if they were trying to hold LSU accountable for those things. Well, and like, here's another question. What's going to happen with Tennessee? And what's even with this Jeremy Pruitt thing? You know what's crazy right. about that, Joe? The kids that played under Pruitt aren't even going to be there anymore by the time that he gets that he gets a ruling. So Tennessee That's part of- has the potential of getting mm-hmm. popped for something that none of the kids that are on the current team are having to deal with or had nothing to do with. Right, that's kind of where I sit with this, though, is I don't have any faith that the NCAA is going to move quickly with this. I don't think that they're going to hold it properly with dealing with Alabama side of things on the national level with holding all these different kids available that are going to be caught for sports betting across all these football programs. This isn't going to be handled quickly. I I feel like we're not going to know the results of this for like four years, maybe. Well, didn't Notre Dame get popped? Didn't Brian Kelly get popped with a recruiting violation? They took some wins away from him. I think that was a self-report. But they still took t- uh, wins away from him. Yeah, allegedly. Reggie Bush doesn't have his Heisman. Yes. Now they hit. Now, now here's the thing. Now USC might be a team that we could talk about. USC got punished, bro. They got scholarships. I mean, they got punished, punished. Well, here's one other thing, too, with this, is if all these schools self-report, is there no – I feel like every time a school self-reports, the accountability held by the NCAA is far less significant than it should be. Well – Because they're pleading guilty. What they going to play – what's Alabama going to plead guilty to? Their assistant AD punching his wife in the face? Right. It's like, what do you – they actually haven't self-reported or had – any type of self-restrictions for any of the stuff that's happened. And I wouldn't anticipate they do. I don't know, man. I I continue to go. I continue to go down this route, Joe. Mm. I think we need, I think we need commissioners. We absolutely do. We as and to, to not have a, a proper relationship with sports betting and any of those companies 
it does make it really complicated because sports betting is not nationally legalized, but you do need some sort of governing body. And I think well, that every time we have something like this come up, we're going to, we're going to keep saying this. Well, what, what's wild to me is they keep going state by state and saying, you do what you need to do. So are they going to do the punishment behind it? They're going to give the state the punishment regulations to do it. And what's Iowa going to do to Iowa? What's Iowa going to do to Iowa state? It's, it's a great question. The, the NFL, the NBA, all these professional sports leagues don't handle it that way at all. They don't. I don't know, man. It's interesting. What else we got? Oh, oh, oh you boy. Speaking of Kansas, Kansas State out there in that Iowa. North Dakota State, great, and you're calling him a cheater. <laughs> He's a cheater. So, Chris Kleiman, uh, yep. Joe, I mean, he got an extension. Good for him. I mean, coaches get extensions for recruiting all the recruiting purposes all the time. It means nothing to me. Him getting yeah. extension means nothing to me. I mean, he won the Big Twelve. What did I think he was going to get fired? I actually will go as far as to say this: the extension doesn't mean anything. But I still think that Chris Kleiman's name isn't brought up enough for bigger openings when they come up. The guys are really well. Good he's out in Kansas. So, I mean, we've seen other coaches get pulled from other locations. I, I really think that Kleiman, who's not an older guy. Name a coach that got plugged from Kansas. Um, My point exactly. <laughs> that doesn't mean he's not a good coach. I think that Chris Kleiman's going to get pulled he's from somewhere in the next 20. couple of years. He's 30 and 20. Now, he won the Big 12. Good for him. Good he won the Big him. 12 in his, what, his, his third or fourth year? Something like that. In, in a conference where Kansas State has been very average, it, for them, for Kansas State to win the Big 12 in football is a pretty good accomplishment. That requires some Bill recognition. Bill Snyder never existed? Bill Snyder was a good coach, but they were always just slightly above average. They were like the Iowa of the Big 12, I feel like. Unless no, they, he had an offense. Bro, that dude was farting out dust i mean his social security number is one and he had a better offense than kurt ferentz's son <laughs> all right I'll, I'll concede that i still Bill do think Snyder that he... is so old he's gone through all three transitions of football offense from the wing t to the power <laughs> i to the spread rpo tell me i'm lying no you're not wrong you're not you're absolutely not wrong but climbing still i think is a good football coach is going to get hired away from somewhere Somebody told me that your boy was at the Declaration of Independence sign. How old is he actually? What is he, like 90, you think? I don't know. Yeah, he, was, he coached for goddamn ever. He coached so long. Bill Snyder age. I also three. It's not easy. He looks so much older than that. It's also not easy to. Bro, he honestly looks like that thing off the cartoon of Hercules that when he dives off into the Hades pool and starts (laughs) withering. That's what what your boy looks like. All right. All right. All right. Good show. All right. What's a good show? Guess we'll see everybody back Wednesday. Wednesday, top 10 running backs. Oh, God, you, yeah. You, you don't want to do running backs, or you do want to do running backs? Um, I guess we can. Can we do, like, a top five for running backs? All right, that's fine. That's fine. That was a, that was an internal debate of mine I was going to discuss. With yeah, you. let's do, like, back. a top five of running backs. There's you don't not- want to do top 50 like Big Game Boomer does? Okay, so let me end this show with this. Okay. That dude's list sucked. Now. <laughs> I, will give, I will give him this. I will give him this. Uh, yep. 
his top 50 returning quarterbacks I didn't think were that bad. Here's the crazy thing, though. You know what's crazy? Mm-hmm. He ha- he has some really bad takes, my, 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 my guy, Big Game Boomer. Sometimes they're so ridiculous, they wind up being right. Like when what? He, um, like Jordan Travis a year ago, like him oh. saying, you know. Um, let me think. I can't even really remember, but he's hit. He's hit on some. He's hit on some. Yeah, but it, it, it's a dart throw. You know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots. Yeah, I guess. A, I guess a squirrel. I gets respect the grind. Yeah, I, res- I respect the grind. I respect it. My dude's jacked too, man. You better be careful. He might beat you up. I told him I'd body slam him. Yeah, you better, well, you you're a lot bigger. Pack a lunch. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Peace, guys.